last message, we left off talking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit gives us power to be witnesses, how he gives us power to be sold out. So we're going to continue today, and these three last messages are leading up to a very important message, and this next Sunday will not be that message, and this next Sunday is Father's Day. So encourage people to come, encourage moms that you know, have husbands that don't go to church maybe, it's a great day. Just tell them, tell them to come on to church. We love to have them here, and we'll, we'll make them feel welcome. We love to have them here. So, so just talk to people and invite them. I talked to somebody this week, a lady this week, and I was at Best Buy, and I was purchasing something, and, and she saw my shirt, and I'm always wearing shirts that, ha- that have a saying on it that have, you know, something about Christ or, you know, the church, and she says, yeah, I saw you the other day. You, I helped you the other day. I remember because your shirt. And I was like, that's cool because, you know, I thought about maybe I should start wearing polo shirts and all that stuff, wearing T-shirts that have all these things on it. But the last pa- my last pastor, he always said that I was a walking billboard. But she noticed that, and I thought, well, that's pretty neat. And so I got to talking to her. I said, so where do you go to church? She goes, I, I don't go to church anywhere. I said, so you need to go to church then, right? And we had a good conversation with her. Her husband's in the military, and and we'll see if she if she comes we hope that she will she said she she can work out some things where she could be off in the evening time and she, uh and she's going to school right now that's why she's here in little rock what and her and her husband is in north carolina so just you just never know just ask you, you talk to people just invite them you never know who's going to show up and come through the door now we learned that the holy spirit uh first he convicts us of our sins he he leads us to Christ. I mean, everything that the Holy Spirit does is to focus us on Christ. And that kind of gets mixed up in our world because a lot of us see things going on. Maybe you've seen a, a TV preacher or you've seen some others, and you're like, I just don't know about this. Or maybe you've been to a church where, you know, some things are going on, and you're like, well, what's this all about? Well, the Holy Spirit, no matter what happens, if he is working and he, he is touching people's lives, He is drawing us to Christ. He is convicting us of sin. He is pointing us to Christ. So that should be the first thing. When when somebody says, oh, well, this is the Holy Spirit, say, is this pointing people to Christ? Are people getting saved? Are people uh, getting, their lives are being changed for the glory of God? Because if it's not, if it's for the glory of the speaker or the glory of the person that is saying that this is the Holy Spirit, then something's wrong. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't bring glory to himself. He is here to glorify Jesus, to point people to Jesus. And we need to always remember there remember that now we even though that uh, after we accept jesus and we surrender to him we learn that we then become filled with the holy spirit but there's much more than just being filled with the holy spirit but a lot of churches today that's where it stops a lot of a lot of people get in their bible and that's where they stop it's like i told you a story a few weeks ago about the, the 16 year olds who knew nothing about the holy spirit because they really didn't get into the book of acts they didn't get into places like Corinthians where the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit were. And so they didn't know anything about it. Why? Because they, they stopped right there. This is good enough. I've got what I, what I need. I can be a witness. And it's true. You can be a witness. You can be a witness. But there is, there is a lot more to what the Holy Spirit can do for us individually, us as a church, and why the church was so impactful and so, uh, was so effective in reaching people. In, in those early years. So we have a, a focus on, on salvation, 
and maybe a little bit of righteousness in American Christianity. Notice I said American, United States Christianity. Because when we look in places like South America and we look at places like Africa, salvation is, yes, number one. But the supernatural, which we're going to talk about this morning, the supernatural is at work. As a matter of fact, I was listening to a Baptist missionary on the radio, on, on American Family Radio, a few years ago. And he was talking about everything that's going on where he's at overseas. And the question was asked to him, well, why don't you tell it over here? Why don't you tell your churches about it over here? And he says, they can't handle the truth over here. They don't want to hear the truth. They're satisfied with being in this one box. If we told the truth, they wouldn't send us back. You get that? Because we're scared of what we don't know. And especially today, it is so much about church. It's so much about the American way of church. It's about how cool we are, how cool we look. You know, I go to church here. I go to church there. It's, it's all about the name. It's all about the... You know, this is my church because of this and that and the other. When in, in all reality, it shouldn't matter. We don't look in the book of Acts and see a bunch of people going, oh, yeah, I, will, I go to church over here at First Church of, of, of Apostle Paul. And I go to church over here, First Church of the Apostle John. No, it was just the church, right? It was just the church because we weren't concerned about denominations. We weren't concerned about what the name over the door was, whether we're interdenominational, non-denominational, whatever it is. What they were concerned about was telling people about Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way and have his move in their life. When we look in the book of Acts and all the books in the Bible that surround what the book of Acts is talking about, we see that in the early church, it was not normal to be natural. Okay, you got that? It was not normal to be natural in the early church. See, today it is normal to be natural. It is it's like one church that I visit, I says, why don't you allow this, and why don't this go on, and that go on in your church? And they says, well, we don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. And I said, you see, I'm just stupid sometimes, right? I just say stuff that comes to my brain, and it comes up my mouth. I says, well, if the Holy Spirit is changing people's lives and doing a work, how is that something that should make them uncomfortable other than make them uncomfortable because they're living a life they shouldn't be living. We already know the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, right? Well, I don't know about you, but when I get convicted, when I lie or I, I tell somebody something's not true, if I was to steal or, or do whatever, I get convicted. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there to convict me. I feel very uncomfortable. In the early church, they didn't care about how comfortable you felt. If you remember the story about Ananias and Sapphira, the, the Holy Spirit was so strong in the early church that they came in. Ananias comes in, and he says, here, I'm going to give this money because uh, at the time, the church, everybody in the church was selling everything. They were all in one mind and one accord. Yeah, that is why they were so strong. They were in one mind and one accord. The Holy Spirit was just coursing through the church, and they came in, and, and, and people were selling everything they had, the, all their extra stuff, and they were giving it so that that other people, other Christians could have it, uh, could have something. Today, we hoard it into us. We deserve this, right? We're blessed. We're highly favored the Lord, and so we deserve all of it. We shouldn't give any of it out because we're going to keep it here. And if you, if these people give, then God will bless them. But the, the 
fact of the matter is there was a lot of people in the early church that were persecuted just like today. We have a lot of people that are persecuted because of their belief. So they walk in, Ananias walks in by himself, and, and he's asked, is this all that you've got? He says, yep, that's what I sold it for. Here, it's all. I'm giving it all. And, and he was told, you know what? You lied to the Holy Spirit. You're going to die. And he falls over dead right there. Boom. So they drag him out, and the next person comes in. His wife comes in. It's a fire. She doesn't know what's happened to her husband. So the apostle's like, I'm going to give her a chance. Is this everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, you know, my husband was in here. Yeah, this is everything right here. He says, well, you're not too smart. The guys that just drug your husband's way is about to dra drag you away, and she falls dead. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was so powerful. They were one mind and one accord. It was abnormal for us today, but it was normal for them during that time because it was supernatural. The church during the book of Acts and the way it should be today should be a supernatural church. So let's zero in on that word supernatural. What does it mean? Supernatural is attributed to some force beyond any scientific understanding or any law of nature. Okay? Do you get that? Supernatural is attributed to a force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. So we're talking about the power of life, so I want us to really get a hold of this word supernatural. I want it to become normal in our lives for us to think on a supernatural level. Because uh, when we look at supernatural, the first thing that we see, right, is when we give our heart and life to Jesus, he forgives us. That's supernatural. Nobody else can forgive us but Jesus. That's a supernatural act. It's not something that we can do on our own. We can't be good enough, right? We all know this. We can't be good enough to get to heaven. We have to be forgiven by Jesus. When Jesus died and three days later he was raised from the dead, that was supernatural. No person since then or before then has ever done that. Look at every religion and we'll see that to be true. When Mary became pregnant with Jesus while she was still a virgin and she, she had Jesus, that was a supernatural event. What did I say? Because it because some force beyond scientific understanding or a law of nature occurred to make this happen. When Jesus ascended to heaven and he had all these witnesses, watch him go up into heaven, that was supernatural. That was supernatural. How about this? When the murderer, Saul of Tarsus, was on the road to Damascus, to go wreak havoc on the Christian church anywhere he could, wherever he could find them, imprison them, stone them to death, do whatever he had to with them. When he was on that road and a blinding light came and the voice of Jesus came out and said, Paul, he says, who is this? He says, I am the one that you are persecuting. I am Jesus. And then Paul, or then Saul at the time, he is taken into town and for three days he doesn't eat. For three days he, he prays and he fasts. And then the Lord comes to a man named Ananias and says, Go over here to Saul of Tarsus. He's going to be in this place. I've told him that you're coming. And I want you to lay your hands on him so that he'll receive his sight. And this man goes, Excuse me, God, hello. This, this guy's going around killing Christians. I don't think this is a good idea. Go. So he goes. And now to, it, it, he, he lays his hands on him, 
and his scales fall off of his eyes. He can see again. And then 13 books of the New Testament are attributed to the Apostle Saul, Paul, the Apostle Paul. Who was Saul? 13 books uh, of the New Testament are attributed to a murderer because it was supernatural how he was changed. Now you're saying, okay, Pastor, I get, I get this, but why are we going through these stories? What is really the point? The point is, in our Christian faith, our Christian faith is supernatural. And when we begin to get squeamish and, and we begin to, to get a little scared of it, what, what, what happens then is no longer is it supernatural, but it becomes about us, what we can control and what we can do. When we walk out and we go on our prayer walk on the fourth Saturday of each month, when we walk out there and we pray for, for people, we could do it. Some of us are just good at doing it. Some of us, like Christy and Connie and, and Tina over here, man, they just, they talk to anybody. It doesn't matter, you know. Who cares? There are other people like me. You know, it's a little bit more difficult. But it doesn't matter how good they are. When we go out to pray, we need the supernatural involved in what we're doing. We need the supernatural. Because when the supernatural becomes involved in what we're doing, we can become so much more effective for the cause of reaching people for Christ. The cause of reaching people for Christ. When we have, we, we've been talking about the powerful life, and as I talk about the powerful life, I'm not talking about some pseudo-psychological self-help power. Okay, we have a lot of that going on in a lot of churches. Where these pastors, they get their psychology degrees, and they read tons and tons of books about how to, to help you. Let me tell you something. If we would get back to it, if we would understand who the Holy Spirit truly is, we wouldn't need to read all these books on how to help. help. We could lay hands, and the Bible says that the sick would recover. When Jesus steps out of the boat and he steps on, on, on to, to dry ground, and there is a man who comes in him, and he says, My name is Legion, because we are many. And they have tried everything. They've chained him down. They've done everything. And Jesus just speaks to him and casts him out of him. And I look around at our world today, and I, and I say, in the Christian world, we are lacking in power because it is abnormal for the Christian church of America to think about the supernatural as being normal. But with Jesus, it was normal. When Peter and Paul walk up to the man at the gate, and, and he's begging, and they said, Silver and gold we have none of, but what we have will give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And what happened? This guy goes running through the temple area. He goes telling everybody, look at, look at me. Everybody's going, no, this can't be. The, no, this is the guy. This is the guy that's been sitting there forever. What was happening? It was supernatural. The gospel of Jesus is going out. Why? Because it's supernatural. In our last message, we left off at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And let me tell you, you need to memorize this verse. I've memorized it since I was a kid. I know it. I know it. You need to memorize it. Everybody in this room needs to memorize this verse. But you will receive power. This is what we're talking about. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses 
telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I challenge you today, go home, write on the card, stick it in your back pocket, do whatever you need to, put it on the front of your phone, and just get this over and over and over and over in your head, and just start saying, I can receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on me to be witness. I like to put it this way, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be an effective witness. Just like Peter and John, they were effective witnesses because when they reach down and pick this guy up and this guy goes around, guess what? They don't have to say a whole lot now. That's pretty effective if you ask me. People are going, well, how did this happen? Okay, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you how this happened. Let me tell you who we believe in and why it happened. And when we read through the New Testament, it is constantly this way. When the Holy Spirit is working and active and moving in people's lives, what happens? These kind of things and then the gospel goes forth and people's lives are changed. People's lives are changed. People get this misconception that after we become a Christian, that we just, just that's it. We're a Christian. But there, there's so much more. There, and I just want us to get this. There's so much more. We can be a witness by using the supernatural aspect of the faith that we have. In, in God with the power that we have through the Holy Spirit. Think about this. Let me give you an example. You want to reach people in Africa with the message of the gospel. You have two choices to do this. You either have a boat, you can take a boat to Africa, or you got a jet, you can take a jet to Africa. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to take the jet because the jet's going to be more comfortable. It's going to be quicker. I'm going to get there quicker. I can do a lot more with that jet than I can with the boat. The boat can only go on water. A jet can fly everywhere, right? Which will you choose? Like I said, I choose the jet. And I want to be the most effective in reaching people for Christ. I want Unlimited Church to be the most effective in reaching people for Christ. So now that we understand that our faith is supernatural, let's look at what that can mean for each of us. Let's look at what it means to have a jet as opposed to having a boat. And I as I went through that, that whole thing and I was typing it out and everything, I was like, well, this, uh, but I'm like, I just want to keep it simple. I want you to go home today and say, boat, jet, boat, jet, which one's it going to be? I want you to walk out of here saying, you know, I need, a, I need this jet because I can do so much more with this jet. I can do the same thing with the boat, but I can do so much more with this jet. When we become saved, we're filled with the Spirit. But there's so much more than just being filled with the Spirit. In John 3.11, John the Baptist told us this. John 3.11. I baptize you with water. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, remember, we talked about that Jesus read on them and they received the Holy Spirit. But they had not received the promise of the Holy Spirit. There's two separate points here. When Jesus came back from the dead and he was in there, he breathed on them. That was when they were saved. They had the Holy Spirit in them. But that wasn't it. So John was talking about Jesus here. He said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
And then Jesus told the disciples in Luke 24, 46 through 49. Luke 24, 46 through 49. And it says this. He said, yes, it, is, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that his message would be proclaimed in authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There's forgiveness of all sins for those who repent. You are witnesses of these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Now I'm setting this up for you, okay? Understand. They had, been, they had received the Holy Spirit. Okay? They had received the Holy Spirit. So why is he saying this? Because this was the promise of the Father that the Holy Spirit was going to come and endue them with power from on high, from heaven. So what did the disciples do? They didn't go back fishing this time. If you remember, after Jesus died, they got, hey, everything's gone. Let's just go fishing. I know a lot of guys would say that today. But they said, let's go fishing. This time, they didn't do that. Instead, this time, they went into the city and they had a prayer meeting. They were ready for the promise of the Father. They didn't know anything about what was going to happen, how it was going to happen, when it was going to happen. All they knew is Jesus said, go do this, let's go do it. This is the Messiah. He's risen from the dead. Let's go and do what he told us, told us to do. And it was worth the wait because here's what we get. Acts 2, 1 through 4 describes it just like this. It was very dramatic. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. It filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability now the word languages is used here some some uh, translations use the word tongues okay and I'll, uh, let me uh, let me just say this real quick because we're going to talk about this morning a couple of weeks that there are two separate things when you are endued with power from heaven when the holy spirit fills you up like this in acts chapter 13 he says whether i speak with tongues of men or tongues of angels okay so when we talk about speaking in tongues or speaking other languages, we have to understand that there's two separate things going on here. And there's been a lot. It's just, it's really cool, and we'll tell more stories about this as we get deeper into this in a couple of weeks, about how God has used languages, people who didn't know that language, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they were, then God used those languages to, to reach out to people and share the gospel. And I've got a great sign language story to tell you that you're just going to be amazed. But it's supernatural. And we should be living in the supernatural. So a roaring, mighty wind, flames of fire on their heads, speaking in tongues, this was the promise of the Father. You get that? A roaring, mighty wind, flames on their head, they're speaking in tongues. This, listen, this is supernatural. This is something totally different. What would happen in our church today? What would happen in a lot of American churches today if this right here? What would people think? What would people do? Would we be scared? Would we go, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I, what if that offends somebody? What if that makes somebody feel uncomfortable? 
on this day, we've talked about it on Wednesday night, on this day over a thousand people, or a thousand, not more than a thousand, but over a thousand different languages and dialects were heard by the people that were surrounding. And they heard the gospel supernaturally. See what I'm talking about and what I was talking about earlier about being an effective witness? The difference between that boat and that jet, could it be done? Yes. Can those people be reached? Yes. But you want to know something? When the Holy Spirit gets involved, you can reach a lot of people at once. Or you can change, see somebody's life change that would never, ever have been changed before. Because the Holy Spirit gets involved because it's supernatural. That day, Peter, the guy who had denied Christ three times while he was being fixing to be crucified, stood up and he gave a message. And after that message, and after all this had happened, and all these people heard the gospel in their language and their dialect, over 3,000 were added to the church that day. And because the power of the Holy Spirit was so strong in the early church, because it was so strong, the Bible says daily they were being at, the church was being added to because people were getting saved. Daily. There's lots of methods out there that we can use. There's lots of ways that we can witness to people. But I want to witness the way that Acts 1.8 says that we will receive power to be a witness. Now sometimes I understand, sometimes we're going to sit with somebody and we're going to talk with somebody and we're going to, we're going to read the Bible with them and we're going to pray with them and, and, and God's eventually going to use it, use that. But man, I want that power and I want to be able to use that power whenever I can to see God do things. As we continue through this, though, remember one thing too. The power that we receive is not for us. It is to glorify God and to lead people to Jesus. And this idea that, oh, I've received it, and I'm good, and I feel great, and all this, that's good. But if you're not being a witness, if you're not using it to be a witness, then it is just, I don't even, there's not even a reason to talk about it. Because it should all go to glorify the Lord. We want to live in a supernatural faith, the supernatural faith that we have. Jesus left, he said, now I'm going to leave so the promise of the Father can come, and now we have that here. So today, I want you to start praying. Over the next two weeks, I want you to start praying. I want you to be praying for our services. One of the greatest revivals that we've had in American history happened in Pensacola, Florida, and it came after two years of praying. It didn't happen overnight. It came after two years of praying. And, and I, want, I want us to begin to pray over the next couple of weeks. God, break me down. Take my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings, Take them and tune them into you. And you may be going through things. You may be going through something that's difficult. And, and your emotions are crazy and, and you're hurting or whatever. Just say, God, tune it into you because I want to live this supernatural faith. I don't want to just continue just, just, just going to church or doing my thing. I want to live this supernatural faith. I know that if we get a hold of this, that God will add to our number daily those who come to salvation. When we look at the way Unlimited Church, it was launched supernaturally. And the supernatural is what's going to make this church, our church, effective in reaching people for Christ. That's what's going to make us effective. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to make us effective reaching people for Christ. So this week, 
Begin to pray. This week, begin to talk to the Lord. Next week, talk to the Lord. Just begin to pray. And just say, God, I'm just ready for you to do something in my life. I've told people before, and, and I've preached it before, revival, when we talk about revival, when we talk about an, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, when we talk about an outpouring of salvation, you know where it starts? It starts right here, in you. It starts with you, because if you're not ready for it, then who's God going to use? Because he needs to use you. He needs to use you to be an effective witness to people. We don't want the rocks crying out in our place, do we? We want to be crying out saying, God, use me. If you can use anything, Lord, if you can use a rock, I know you can use me, God. I might not be much better than a rock, but I know you can use me to reach people for Christ. To reach people for Christ. So let's be praying over the next couple of weeks. Let's be focusing on that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, Lord, right now. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for what you're doing in our lives and for how you touch people, Lord, every day. And, Lord, I am just praying over the next couple of weeks as we begin to pray and just begin to seek you even deeper, Lord, that you will, you will stir in our hearts. Lord, me as the pastor, Lord, me as the worship leader up here, Lord, I pray that you'll get my heart prepared, that I'll be ready for what you want to do, that I'll be ready to, to, to pray for people and to be an effective, a more effective witness for you, God. Lord, I pray that you'll just... Uh, just begin to just stir in my heart, stir in each, each individual's heart, Lord. Lord, a desire, a longing for more of you, for more of you, because we need more of you, God. We need more of you, Lord, that you would just come in, Lord, and that you would just flood our souls, Lord. Lord, that our emotions, Lord, our feelings, Lord, everything that we do, Lord, that as we drive to work, even if we're riding with somebody, God, Lord, that we would just begin to just say, God, just use me, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my heart, take my life, Lord, and make it what you want it to be so that I can be an effective witness for you, God. Lord, I just want this church to be powerful. Lord, I don't want this just to be another church, just another place for people to come on a Sunday morning and, and, and to come around and just to talk to each other and, and, and sing a few songs and do those things. I want this place to be powerful. I want people to come into this place and say, I've got a need, and I know that if I come here, that God, you can touch my need. And Lord, I, I want it to, that people would walk off the streets, Lord, that would pull in from driving by, Lord, and they would come in and they say, you know, I need something. I don't know what it is, but for some, for some reason, something drew me in here. And it'll be the power of the Holy Spirit that is coursing through this church. Lord, and for that you will begin to add to our church, to this church, unlimited church, daily, those who believe, those who have been brought to salvation, God. Lord, that's what I'm asking for. That's what I'm asking for. And Lord, we again, we, we just want to come to you and we ask, Lord, that you will touch those who are not feeling well this morning. We've had multiple people that haven't been able to make it. There are people here that don't feel well this morning. I thank you that they were able to make it, that they came. Lord, I just pray for healing. I pray for healing, Holy Spirit. I pray for healing right now, Jesus. Right now, we pray for healing, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know the needs, Lord, right now. You know the needs, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord, right now. Lord, we want a good report. Lord, when we get together Wednesday night and we're giving our praise to you for the things that you've done, Lord, this is what we're praying for right now. Right now, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go with us this week and keep us safe and draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you this morning. Remember, we have uh, 
Elm Crop this evening if you want to come. We've got Bible study during the week. Love to see all of you there. Uh, anything that you can participate. All right? You're dismissed.